You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Hey, Murph. Well, hey, AP. How's it going? Well, it's going good overall, but unfortunately, I'm a little under the weather. So I'm sorry to you and the listeners if I sound a little odd today, but uh, you can't keep me from podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So. And uh, hopefully you are on the mend and, you know, it's the holiday season. So you got to um, take care of yourself so that you can have fun as we get closer to the end of the holidays. That's exactly right. I'll be back uh, at my normal activities before you even know it. But okay, speaking of things that are outside of the normal, um, I want to hear all about your trip to the Run Runner Tour. Can you give us the like five cent rundown of how it was and what it was like and how much fun you had? Yes, it was a blast. RunRunnerTour.com. I believe that they have another tour um, that people can get registered for coming up in mid-January. Um, I would highly recommend it. Of course, you know, tons of great biking. We biked from, I think it was called Naples. Okay. We, we flew into Fort Myers, uh, biked from Naples across the state to Miami, and then mm. all the way down to the very tip of the United States in Key West, Florida. Wow. Yeah. I saw on your Instagram that you biked till you ran out of road. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, mile marker zero, which I found out um, later, a little bit of history if you're interested, but mile marker zero, I thought it was like, oh, the end of the highway. But yeah. uh, Mr. Pat Mabin, who's the director of this event, said that that was the actual last um, stop for the railroad. Oh, like the railroad okay. ended there. So I'm assuming back in the day, they probably was like a little... What do you call it? Like a depot where people got on and off or I'm not really sure the fine details, but it was kind of cool to be like, oh, well, I was there. That's cool. That's a whole different kind of rail trail than what we have here in Iowa. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the biking was great. The weather was amazing. I mean, you know, we're you and I are from Iowa. So, of course, you know, you look back at the weather and you're like, oh, sorry, it's cold and snowing (laughs) there. And here I am. Um, getting a perm every day because it's so nice and hot and humid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But then in addition addition to biking, we uh, went on like an airboat, which I've never been on, you know, where they have Mm. like a jet engine that propels you like on the surface of the water. And that was really cool. Yeah. And the last night we got to go on a sailboat, which was just a beautiful sunset, you know, right on the ocean. Um, I think we're on the ocean. I don't know if we're on the Gulf side or the ocean at that point. It kind of all blurs together, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the for us islands. It's just the big open water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know you yeah. can't go to Florida without wondering about alligators, and so we saw both captive alligators and also just alligators in the wild. So that was Ooh. pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah, don't let your murph or your small animals run loose, or they might get chomped. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. They got they got gators down there. Yes, and they they have both alligators and crocodiles but I did not get close enough to any of them to figure out which was which Mm, yeah well the difference between an alligator and a crocodile is that one will see you later and one will see you after a while (laughs) so (laughs) 
Perfect. Sorry, I had to say it. I had to say it. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and um, you got to interview, but seriously, you got to interview Denise in person, which is really cool. Yeah, and hopefully everyone has listened to that episode. It's the one previous to this one. And man, she has such a great story. And um, when you're in person with somebody, you know, when we're not actually recording, we still got to have good conversation. And that woman is just amazing with all the different things that she's done as far as races. And she used to do mountain bike racing. And um, it's not triathlon. I think it's called duathlon. Mm. So um, winter and summer. So she does where she, you know, cross country skis. And she's just an extremely active woman. And it, it shows in her personality. She's she, It was really fun. Yeah, always a treat to see her in person. So I'm definitely jealous of you there. <laughs> yeah, and she already uh, said she'd be coming back for Ragbri. So yeah. any of you out there that want to meet Denise, you've got to uh, sign up for Ragbri. And usually you can find her with the Primal Gang. She rides with Primal Wear. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So speaking of Ragbri, um, we have a couple things coming up. First of all, Ragbri registration is open, as you all probably know. Mm -hmm. But the Ragbri route announcement party is right around the bend and our registration for that party is now open. So on January 27th is the Rag by Route announcement party here in downtown Des Moines. Um, you can get your tickets uh, on ragby.com anytime. And um, before, so that is a paid event. It's going to be awesome. It's where you're going to find out the Rag by Route. Mm -hmm. But before that all day in the same building, there's a thing called the Iowa bike expo. And it's one of the biggest bike expos that around these days. Yeah. And, all sorts of different cool booths, including oh, a Just boy. Go Bike, the, Just Go Bike booth. The Just Go Bike booth, and uh, we will be. Um, hopefully, you'll be bringing your on air. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, do you, what do you call that thing? Uh, it's like a sign, a light up a sign. Light up sign, yeah, that says on air, so you'll be fully aware whether or not we're recording. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be recording throughout the day, and we'll also be walking around and interviewing, um, you know, the different communities and businesses that are at the expo. And um, the expo is run by the Iowa Bicycle Coalition, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And that event is completely free. Thousands of people come out, and there's just a little bit of everything to see. Yeah, and obviously it's cool to support the Iowa Bike Coalition. Um, they do so much cool stuff for cycling in our state, both legislatively and um, for the community. The Bike Coalition actually was just out to the RAGBRAI office today, um, to film something that they're going to use for marketing materials in the future, but also just to say hi, just to check in to make sure that we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. And I'm heartbroken to have missed it, but I don't want to give everyone the plague. So um, <laughs> shout out to Luke and his team for coming out and really just they're visiting. They're on a tour right now where they're visiting 99 bike shops all across the state. And they've incorporated some non-bike shops like Ragbri and a couple other things that um, just sort of make sense to include on the trip. So thank you for including us. It's so awesome you're doing this to go out and just sort of meet everybody in all the different bike shops across the state. So Yeah. Of course, if you want to learn more about Iowa Bicycle Coalition and Luke, uh, we have an episode, we'll put it in the show notes, where uh, AP and I interviewed Luke, and it was a great episode. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll have him and Matt Fippen on in the future here yeah. as we get some more details ready for the round announcement party and the bike expo. Um, so stay tuned for that. Yes. But know that... AP and Murph will be at the expo. Yeah. We'll be at the route party and we'll be at the Just Go Bike booth. 
That's right. <laughs> okay, so, so we are uh, coming up at the end of 2023. And for those of you playing along on the 200-mile winter challenge, um, I don't know. What's your update, AP? Do you want to share or do you want to keep it under wraps? No, I'll share. I was supposed to have more, but then I got sick. So I'm at 28 miles right now, but I'm hoping to get 100 miles by the end of December. And we're only halfway through, so I think right. that's doable for me. Um, and then I'll get my other hundred miles in January. So I feel like I'm doing pretty good. All of my miles are indoors. So mm-hmm. you kind of just got to do them when you, uh, can make yourself get on the trainer. <laughs> so, you know, I don't feel too bad about having such a small number at this point, but yeah. I know that you have already hit the challenge, but <laughs> do you want to talk about what your mileage is like? <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about mileage because I, yeah, I rode across Florida, so I've already made my 200 mile challenge, but I'm kind of like starting fresh because now I'm back in Iowa, back in the cold. Like last night I rode with a group. Um, We ride every Wednesday, um, basically rain or shine or hot or cold. And it's a whole different ball game when I think we started the ride at, it was maybe around 40 degrees. And Mm. when we were coming back, because we went to a holiday party, all of us out in another town called Ely, and our mm. bike ride back, it was 19 degrees. And I don't know if cool. it was more mental or physical, but I was like, I'm just going to pull over and curl up in a ball and not <laughs> ride anymore because I was so no. cold. But then yeah. by the time we got back into town, I, you know, my body had kind of regulated. And um, the yeah. coldest part, this is funny, but the coldest part, you know, I had a helmet on, of course, and I had like a uh, uh, let's call it a buff underneath there. And mm-hmm. then like a neck warmer and I had glasses on, but like the little space between the top of my glasses and my headband. So it's like mm. your forehead. Like yeah. I felt like I had a, a ice cream headache the whole time I was, Oh no, <laughs> it was very cold. Ooh. And it, you know, of course it was dark. It was, um, well into the night when we were coming back. So it's just like a, uh, a whole new experience when, you know, every bike ride is different. We all know that. But yeah. when it's 19 degrees, I was like, oh, man. But then, of course, by the time I got home, like I said, I was warmed up. I'm like, well, I could probably bike a little <laughs> bit longer. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you didn't, though, because that for me, that is not enough degrees. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was very cold. Yeah. And But speaking yeah. of winter biking, um, for those of you who are in Iowa or maybe are coming to Iowa, we have to give a really quick plug out to what's called the Burr Ride, mm-hmm. uh, cleverly named because it usually is freezing cold. But it's always the first Saturday in February, and it's been going on for a long, long time. Yeah, uh, since 1978, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. it's a fundraiser for the Chamber of Commerce in Perry, Iowa, I believe. And mm-hmm. BRRRR stands for Bike Ride to Rippy. So yeah. you bike yep. to Rippy, and then you come back to Perry. Um, and it's really no matter the weather. So I've done the BRRRR ride when it was you know, 60 degrees and you're like, are you sure this is the burr ride? (laughs) But then I've also done it when it's single digits. So it's a really, it's a fun ride and it's, you know, something to look forward to if you enjoy outdoor biking in the winter. Yeah. And for those who aren't familiar with the area, approximately how far is it, the total ride? Oh gosh. I, it's less than 30 miles total. So I think maybe it's 13 miles out and 13 miles back and it's definitely a social ride. So there's lots of, um, 
places to stop and like little bonfires and people are handing yeah. out, you know, like hot chocolate, uh, maybe some spiked hot chocolate, things like that. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a fun yeah. day. Yeah. It's always a good time. Yeah. And, you know, I, this time of year, I kind of balance between indoor miles and outdoor miles and like figuring out how to do the indoor miles without, you know, dying of boredom. Uh, like that yeah. is a pretty big challenge, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I like to bring a couple different activities with me to the bike in the trainer because <laughs> I don't have like a Zwift or like a, I don't know, other interactive program. So I'll bring a crossword puzzle, a book, yeah. uh, something to listen to on my phone yeah. so that as I get bored, I can kind of switch between different entertainments. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the one way that I deal with it. I don't know about you. Yeah, I do. I do use the interactive trainer. So I'm watching, you know, the avatar do the whatever event I'm in. But then I, I'm kind of like you where I have um, YouTube videos or a podcast that I'm listening to. Not myself. Mm -hmm. I don't listen to <laughs> me and you, but maybe we should. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> yeah. if, if that's true. <laughs> um, but I think I mentioned earlier, I'm part of, oh, it's called Basecamp. It's kind of like a a training program that's most mostly virtual and one mm -hmm. tip that they gave us this past week that I thought I'd pass or, pass along like remember last week I said something about the fluffy socks and how you you yeah. don't want to hammer on your pedals well this yeah. week uh, they're talking about cadence and cadence I won't go deep into it but it's basically how fast you you know spin your feet that mm -hmm. are on the mm -hmm. pedals and so mm -hmm. it, if you're doing indoor training, something that can kind of take your mind off the miles is to practice pedaling um, faster and then pedaling mm. harder and then maybe pedaling both harder and okay. faster. So yeah. it just kind of changes things up because if you're on RAGBRAI and all you ever do is go in the hardest gear and just pedal, you know, like a lot of people call that mashing where you're just pedaling as hard as you can. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's a lot of value to learning how to um, spin faster and not necessarily harder because it yeah. kind of gives your body a break. And listeners, this is a piece of advice that I need to take. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a masher? I'm a, I like to call it hammering. Okay. All yes. right. <laughs> yeah, I need to work on that. So actually, that's a great call. I'll, I'll do it the next time I'm on the trainer when I'm back up and running. Yeah, just so. practice and see how you feel. Like if you just go into a, a lighter gear where you spin faster, it doesn't mm -hmm. it you know, when you're on a trainer, it doesn't it doesn't matter how physically, you know, how many miles per hour you're going. It's just a way to get your legs moving in a different way. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice. Okay, so speaking of getting your legs moving, today's episode, should we talk about what it's about? Yeah, so um, we've got a lot of messages uh, over the various platforms about um, asking what are different rides that you could be involved in, uh, similar to RAGBRAI, maybe not RAGBRAI, um, that you could ride and enjoy, you know, throughout the summer. You know, you get your legs for RAGBRAI or maybe you're training for RAGBRAI. Yeah. There's a lot of different options out there that you could be participating in, but some people just, it's not always easy to find out um, what those options are. Yeah. So uh, we came up with, I think, four or five that um, all of them occur before RAGBRAI. So if you have extra mm. vacation time, want to explore a different area of the United States, um, I am going to give a little recap of each of those rides. Yeah, and they're pretty fun rides if I don't say so myself. <laughs> that is right. All right. Should we get to it? Yeah. Hello, 
Just Go Bike listeners, this is Murph. As you know, RAGBRAI registration is open. So if you're planning to ride across Iowa in July, you can secure your spot at ragbri.com right now. As we mentioned a few moments ago, we have seen quite a few messages about other rides similar to RAGBRAI. As you know, Iowa is set up with small communities perfectly spaced throughout the state, which makes RAGBRAI an event that's kind of hard to duplicate. Many states have multi-day tours that are inspired by RAGBRAI, and I'm going to tell you about a few rides that you may want to put on your radar as good training. The first tour I want to tell you about is called BRAN, which stands for Bicycle Ride Across Nebraska. Now, many people who uh, drive across the United States probably put Iowa and Nebraska in the same bucket because they're on Interstate 80 as they cruise through Iowa and Nebraska. They probably think the state is flat and not much to see besides cornfields. Well, that is not true. And if you ride your bike across Nebraska as part of Bran, you will definitely find that out. So Bran is taking place June 2nd through the 8th in 2024, and they're going to be announcing their route December 17th. So if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out, you only have a couple days to find out where Bran will be going in 2024. Uh, registration will also be opening soon, so you can go check out Bran, which is B-R-A-N-I-N-C dot O-R-G to find out about Bran, when registration is, and after December 17th, you'll find out the route. A quick shout out to Doug Shirley. He is the Bran president and also the bike tour director. Now, Bran is unique in that it is a nonprofit organization. Proceeds from this ride are used to fund scholarships to high schoolers at schools in Nebraska. Uh, now, Bran is much like RAGBRAI with camping, luggage transportation, sag wagon, all of those things are included in your registration. But the big difference is that this ride is limited to about 600 riders. Um, the route varies each year, like I mentioned. And a fun fact you may want to know about Bran, the very first Bran took place in 1981. They had just 68 riders and the route went east to west. Now that was the only year it went east to west. Every year after 1981, they did just like Ragbri, where their route would go west to east. Overall, Bran is a chance to see a lot of the state of Nebraska. And uh, one thing I read about Bran were probably the same as Ragbri if you're in the main campground. There's a lot of early risers who like to get on the road early. So if you're camping in the main campground with a bunch of other tents, I would make sure you bring really heavy-duty earplugs, especially if you like to sleep in a little bit. The next ride I want to tell you about is BRAG, which stands for Bicycle Ride Across Georgia. Now, this tour takes place about the same time as BRAN, June 1st through the 8th, 2024. Their route varies each year, just like BRAN and just like RAGBRAI, and they'll be announcing the 2024 route on January 1st. 
at the time of this recording, registration is already open. So if it's something that you're thinking about doing, you can register before you know the route. Their website is simply brag.org, B-R-A-G dot O-R-G. And just like Bran, this is a smaller version of RAGBRAI. Uh, it's a multi-day tour, and they have around 1,500 riders each year. They average around 55 miles per day, and something that's unique about Bragg is they usually have a day off in the middle of the week, and they have all kinds of different activities planned that you could be part of if you want a day off the bike and be able to explore a little bit of Georgia. A fun fact about Bragg, they also do other bike rides, including a multi-day tour in Mexico. And, side note, I am going to be part of that crew. So in the middle of January, I will be heading to Cancun to ride bikes for six days with the gang from Bragg. I believe they still have openings for that event, so if that's something intriguing to you and you want to go to someplace warm in January, go to Bragg.org and find out more. Now, another fun fact, originally Bragg was organized by local bike shops, and each year a different bike shop would take on the organization of the event and all of the logistics. They got to a point where they were big enough that they needed a full-time staff, and currently it is led by Executive Director Franklin Johnson, who also comes to Iowa each year to ride RAGBRAI. The next bike tour that you should strongly consider checking out is Ride the Rockies. We've done several episodes about Ride the Rockies, and the 2024 route will be taking place June 9th through the 15th. You can find out more information at ridetherockies.com, and they will be announcing the route January 13th. So it's just like the other rides we've been talking about. The route and the distance changes each year. But something that does not change is that you are literally riding the Rockies. So this bike tour has significant climbing along with some pretty steep descents, challenging mountain passes, and typically there are weather events happening. So it may be beautiful weather at the start of your ride, but as you climb and climb and climb and get to the top of these beautiful passes, you may want to make sure you have an extra layer or some gloves or something to put on your head under your helmet because it may be very cold for that descent. This is definitely a tour you will need to train for, but man, the jaw-dropping views make it well worth it. There are about 1,500 riders that do this tour each year, and I think I mentioned earlier, it's about a six-day tour. They do have a prologue, so if you want to be a VIP, you can come a few days early and get acclimated to the elevation. Now, this bike tour started way back in 1986 and was directly inspired by some people who came to Iowa to do RAGBRAI. This event is primarily a camping event, um, but they do offer elevated experience options. So be sure to check out RideTheRockies.com. And a side note, this event is run by the same crew that runs RAGBRAI. So if you do Ride the Rockies, you may see Murph and AP there because we are usually in Colorado to be 
part of the crew, and we do get to usually ride a day or two during Ride the Rockies. Now I have a couple other bike rides I want to tell you about. Both of these are single day bike events. The first one is called Tour of the Battenkill. Now this one is more of a race than a ride. Um, it happens on May 8th, 2024, and it's known as the Queen of the Classics. Registration is open right now. You can check it out at tourofthebattenkill.com. This ride takes place in upstate New York. It is rural and a beautiful countryside, a mix of both gravel and pavement. So you'll want to probably have the right bike for this ride. You can choose between three different distances. They have a Grand Fondo, which is 75 miles, a Medio Fondo, which is 45 miles, and then the Piccolo Fondo, which is 24 miles. There's quite a bit of elevation on this single day bike ride, and it is noted as some of the best gravel in the country. So if you like the mixed terrain of both pavement and gravel and doing a little racing and seeing rural New York, this may be the ride for you. I did read that if you are crossing the finish line, the prize includes chocolate milk, and you'll definitely see your fair share of dairy cows along this route. So that's Tour of the Battenkill. Check that one out at tourofthebattenkill.com. And the last event I want to share with you is what's called the Grand Gable. The Grand Gable will take place May 4th, 2024. You can find out more information at grandgable.com. This is also a one-day cycling event that takes place in Johnson County, Iowa, which is kind of the Iowa City, Coralville area. You may recall we came through that area on Ragbri a couple of years ago. They have three different distances that you can choose, 100 miles, 60 miles, or a gravel route of 60 miles. Now, you may recognize the name Gable in the event name, which is Grand Gable, and if you're wondering if this ride is connected to legendary athlete and wrestling coach Dan Gable, you are correct. He lives in Johnson County, and along with being a superstar in wrestling, Dan has been into biking as part of his training most of his life. In years past on the Grand Gable, Dan rides in the lead car as we all take off for this ride, and he's always been at the finish line signing medals. I've done this ride every year that it's taken place, and it is quite challenging as far as elevation. For some reason, there's always really strong crosswinds, but again, Iowa views are amazing. The hospitality of the towns we go through, also amazing. And Think Iowa City, who runs this event, is top-notch. So this is a great, great event. And registration is open now. So go check out grandgable.com. And there are, of course, tons of other rides and tours that you can check out. If you have done a ride that maybe you want to tell us about, email us. And uh, we'll, maybe we'll have it on a future episode or maybe promote it on social media.
Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go bike! bike!